Hello, foodies, and welcome to the Dining on the Dime podcast. We give you the latest foodie news, give you tips to help you save on monthly food budgets, and we'll throw in some recipes and cookie tips, too. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our sports. My name is Kevin Wilson. J. Cole. J. Cole wondering, when did we start getting announcers from the drunk tank? Where is William Murphy? <laughs> William Murphy doesn't work You on... gave a homeless guy three bucks and a great popsicle, and he murmured into the thing. No, no, no. Well, uh, Four dollars. It's, it's, it's not, not a dime. So thanks, man. Well, well, no, that was Taylor. Thank you, sir. Just so our audience know, William Murray will not work on Eagle Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no. You, you, you'd be seeing the side of William's head and a cold beer in his hand. That's exactly right. And we have... Uh, Jim Hassan. Okay. Okay, we the wanna... good gym. Let's be clear. <laughs> we we dumped the the bad gym. We are so excited. Today is our first show of season number two. Uh, season two is no longer. So all you people in the death pool that had one season and done, sorry. <laughs> so season number two is going to be completely different. So I'm going to explain the platform. <laughs> We're going to explain vegan food. No, 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 no we no, are no, not. No, 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 that will never happen oh my on this God. show. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have segment one. I'm going to be the leader, and I'm going to find foodie news. It doesn't matter if it's local to the Philadelphia area. If you're listening, we had a lot of people listening from Virginia last week. If you're listening outside of the Philadelphia area and you're always saying to yourself, nothing they say pertains to me, segment one is going to give you some info that you will love. So I have friends in Alaska. Uh, we need to come up with some elk recipes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Dude, we're going to do a whole segment on the Ulu knife. Because <laughs> believe it or not, I have an Ulu I knife. I do too. I love that thing. I saw it years ago on one of the food things. And Alaska, as if that state isn't badass enough, they have their own knife. Wow. And this thing is based on like uh, Inuit design from literally they've said thousands of years ago this thing it's basically like a wedge of sharpened metal and an inverse wedge of horn bone wood to hold it and i gotta tell you if you know how to use this thing it's better than a food processor for bullets and through vegetables and stuff and that is the kind of info you're going to get on the new season because we're no longer giving restaurant to, uh, recommendations we're done uh, wild- yeah, I got a recommendation. Go out to eat. <laughs> Wildfireradio.com. Search for Dining on a Dime, and you will see our past episodes. We have 48 episodes, all with restaurant recommendations. There's no other recommendations to give. This season is going to give a little bit to the people that live outside of the Philadelphia area in segment one. Segment two is going to be taken over by the Food World Order. Uh, John Cole is going to take over after the commercial ends in segment one. And then uh, segment three is going to be local Philadelphia area news, South Jersey. And then segment four will be taken over by Jim Hassan. Bart jokes. (laughs) So let's start the show. Uh, Every week I'm going to quote a food website, and then we're going to discuss it after I'm done reading everything. Uh, f- this week we're quoting from Delish.com, so I don't get sued. These are from Delish.com. Starbucks is opening its first coffee shop. It's going to be just pickup or delivery only. Uh, the first store is opening in New York City this fall. Uh, Starbucks has said they want their delivery service to be greatly expanded by the year 2020. Is there any word on the coffee not sucking? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like Starbucks. No. Well, here's my it's thing. Too, I strong. want hot coffee. 
So if the convenience factor is for me to go there and have the coffee ready, I want my coffee hot. I don't totally get this anyway. Like, isn't that what most? It's just there's no seats in there. There's no like, seats. That was my thought. People are they're spending a ton on real estate, like you just mentioned, Kev. They're spending a ton on real estate, and what's happening is people are just loitering. I mean, there's no nice yeah. word for it. I go in there, and after the morning rush, it's all these like guys pushing sixty who've got to find new jobs. It's a laptop crowd. It's and- a laptop crowd, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but. You, you know, you're you're paying like what two fifty for a cup of coffee. Yep. Maybe you sprung for the biscotti, so we're at six bucks. Every seat, and we talked about this before, and we'll bounce this back and forth a little bit as Kevin starts reading real world news. <laughs> Here's a real world fact: every square foot in a restaurant, I don't care if Jim and I open some corn dog joint or Starbucks, you know, massive corporation McDonald's, it's a dollar figure, and that square footage has to generate. Revenue. Every person who comes in has to generate a certain amount of revenue and time. When somebody comes in with their laptop, gloms the Wi-Fi, watches you know both Godfather pictures, and buys a cup of coffee, to in their eyes sets them losing money. Forget that you sold a thirty-four cent cup of coffee for six bucks. That's for another show. That yeah. actually is a great point because I believe that's why they're doing this. Uh, they just want people to come in and go. They don't want anyone hanging out at the store. Uh, the Starbucks on City Line Avenue uh, near Belmont, I used to go all the time. I used to walk by there in the morning, and by the afternoon, the same people were uh, sitting there. Right. We're still, You know where they had a problem with that? Uh, very early on, I was part of the Saxby's launch. I love Saxby's. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Um, there's a Saxby's in Haddonfield, which is great. Somehow, it became like the community center. Right. Like, tutors are there teaching kids other languages, yeah. and I'm like... Hold on a second, man. I'm watching this lady blow in, grab a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? And one of those cookie stick dipped with Nutella things. So she's in for like six or eight bucks. She's teaching kids. It sounded like French. $20, $30 an hour. She was in there for four hours. The entire time we had a night market there, she's in there with these two kids teaching them a foreign language. And I'm thinking to myself... And of course, it's always. I'll just get a little more refill. I'll just What's French for? Um, you're wasting my time. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's another thing people might not know: if you buy the two dollar and sixty five cent uh, cup of coffee at Starbucks, uh, some of the stores, I'm not going to quote all of them, will give you a refill for sixty five cents. So that's your dining on a dime tip with that. Oh, there you go. From the pages of Delish.com, uh, once again, if you're a foodie blogger or whatever, you have more than enough opportunity to allow us to read from your blog in segments one and three. I want to make that clear. Uh, segment one is just to appeal to the people nationwide. We had a lot of listeners last week in Virginia. Uh, Florida has given us a lot of hits. So and we'll try to get some other stuff, too. We'll try to find like a, an Indian food blogger. Oh, we'll yeah, try to find absolutely. like a Korean food blogger. Just mix it up. You know, mix it up a little bit. And uh, Small Bites is on after us. If you're, wa- I'm sorry, by. I haven't heard of that show. <laughs> <laughs> but John Howard Fusco has a great blog, Eating in South Jersey, and he'll be here on October 6th, and maybe we'll be quoting from him uh, on that day. All right, from the pages of Delish.com, I picked this out because of John and Jim. Jägermeister oh. is coming out with a new cold brew coffee in January of 2020 that blends Jägermeister with Arabica coffee and cacao. Uh, you guys are the cacao, yeah, cacao. which is yeah, cacao. And it's called Jägermeister Cold Brew. 
and it's best served shi- uh, best served chilled <laughs> and shaken. I think you said it right the first time. Uh, I was going to say he was right the first time. So, and it, ac- it activates the so flavors I, of the coffee. I, I lived in Germany for a little while, and right. uh, Jägermeister is available. Like you know, how, like they have like dentine gum at the, the cashier, <laughs> and you can like pick it up. Jägermeister is like in like when you buy like any convenience store, it's like right there, and you wow. can buy. It. I, I actually don't like Jägermeister right. that much. Uh, it's so like I'm alcohol sure. with NyQuil. Yeah, it's, it's it's and it has the same effect too. You feel better for a while and then you go to sleep. I think I think it, they call it like in Germany they call it like um, kraut liqueur, which is like seasonings and things like that. I just it's just not it's just I'm not. A what's of your it. what's your opinion on having uh, alcohol mixed with a non-alcoholic drink and sold at stores? See, here's the problem. I. I there's a lot I don't like on Twitter. People always say, oh, you know, you really dig these things now. Some of these things I really just, oh, I found a way to turn peanut butter in ice cubes. Stop that. <laughs> Leave peanut butter in the jar. A guy like me, unfortunately, uh, as the phrase goes, a lot of my coffee is Irish. Okay. So for me to turn around and say, oh, Kev, I'm not really into that, there will be people at bars all across from the Poconos to Atlantic City up to Princeton going, you know how many times I've served that guy an Irish coffee, a Canadian coffee, a Kentucky coffee, which is just different variations of black coffee, cream, and some booze of yeah. some sort. So I'm not going to say that I don't like that. My concern is when they do the things pre-made. Like I get an Irish coffee. Jim and I, you know, maybe we're, we're trying to appear somewhat civilized. We get a couple Irish coffees. We know that they brew your coffee. Uh, in the case of uh, Bridget Foy, they used to French press the coffee that oh, time yeah. of day. Oh, wow. Well, they weren't making coffee after 2, 3 o'clock maybe. Um, so if him and I would go in there and say, oh, you know, a little, little, little something at night, it would be French pressed. So it was fresh. Uh, a place that busy went through, what, half and half every day? A delivery probably came. And then, of course, you know there was always, you know, uh, Tullamore Dew or whatever your, your booze of choice was flowing in there. So it was fresh. I have to worry about the chemicals and the processes they're going to have to use to keep my coffee, my uh, Jägermeister, whatever. There's going to be stabilizers in there. And that's when they start to lose me, when they put stuff in food that I can't pronounce. That's when I get worried. I I had friends who was on the ground floor of um, Federal Donuts, and the the original location uh, in Pennsport had a cold, cold press coffee Situation. And it looked like something out of like a you know like a scientific you know like all these like beakers and things like that. But it, it was good. And I, I I imagine if like they talked about adding alcohol to this, like Philadelphia would implode. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a place called the Alchemist. I mentioned this before on uh, other shows uh, down in Myrtle Beach. And the guys that run this place, essentially, it looks like a mad science lab. Yeah. And it's a bar. They do all kinds of cocktails, weird stuff, liquid nitrogen. We've seen all this before. They got the idea, hey, in the offseason, maybe we should be open and make a little more money because, you know, 99% of the crowd is gone after, we'll say, October 1st in Myrtle Beach. They started doing coffee. And they started doing Vietnamese-style coffee with the glass tubes and this and that, the electric heating elements. Oh, you would like booze in that, sir? Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, rum is going into your coffee, uh, Jamaican me crazy or whatever they call it. Yeah. And there's a market for that. 
There's a market. These things, and these things aren't cheap either. That you're making me crazy or whatever it was was like nine bucks. Wow. Now, I'm not going to say that maybe I shouldn't have drank three of them, but I'm just saying <laughs> that's nine bucks. I mean, with a tip, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 35 bucks and I haven't even had food yet. Right. right. I think ultimately, like when, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Jägermeister, but what they're doing is, is, is smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's a huge coffee crowd. Wildfireradio.com. Search for Dining on a Dime. One of our hidden. Uh, hits was the coffee episode. We analyzed all the coffee shops. Yeah, I had a ton of people ask. We'll pro- I don't know if we're going to do another dedicated coffee episode. Right, we'll do a segment. We'll do a segment at some point. People are like, oh, what about this? What about that? Yeah. I think there's enough interest there that we'll probably put together some segment sometime in season two yeah. about well, you guys you know, control- coffee gems or, you know. Yeah, the new, the new season, you guys are controlling two segments. <laughs> Where because... Jim and I go to get coffee when we wake <laughs> up in the parking lot or public I'm toilet. a Duncan's guy. Yeah. <laughs> now, just so people know, I was going to put this into local news in segment three, but just so you know, uh, Duncan has the peel-off game, and I, I win all the time. Uh, if you buy a large coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, you peel it down, and they give you food and beverages. Yeah. I've heard That's to get Facebook. you back in the building. Now, keep it. in mind it's Facebook, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. But I've heard several people say, it's not really a contest. You're just getting more stuff. Oh, you, that's true. You came in like nobody, everybody's a winner. So uh, when I was in college. That's true, I, though. When I was in college, I. I it's a great marketing thing, man. Right. I want a cup of coffee. I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I reasoned that. And this was in the in the nineties. I reason that if I go to different McDonald's in different <laughs> towns, I'd have a better chance of winning Monopoly. <laughs> That's in, true. Instead, I, I I I ended up winning an extra hundred pounds on my frame. But <laughs> no, uh, you're right. You're I think right. I, I think I was probably right. It just didn't. It, it ended up not working out. But it ended up being an all. You know, there was a whole thing about it being a scam anyway. Like yeah. they were. You know, the and they were. Like I said, now keep in mind too. We're trying to be a little bit more. Uh, officious in, right. in, in C, especially with this first segment we're trying to do the news. Right. I don't know that for a fact. Right. I've just got a lot of my friends and family telling me they're going into McDonald's, they're going into Dunkin' Donuts, uh, they're winning. Right. And I know how many people win the lottery, you know, hardly anybody. And the number of people who've won like an Egg McMuffin right. or, you know, that bacon, croissant, maple, pepper, bacon sure. thing. It, I didn't win the million dollars, but I won a lot of large fries. Which... I'll give an example. With the Dunkin' Donuts peel game, I just won an extra large cold coffee for a dollar. But you're still paying. Right. You know what I mean? It just gets you back in the building. That's exactly. The whole, the whole yeah, and here's the thing. You go back in, and there's nothing wrong with this. Let me no, be clear. We're right. not saying anything wrong It's not a scam. not a scam, but Kevin goes back in for coffee. The odds are, when they look at it from st- like statistics, the odds are more Kevins will order a donut or a biscuit or Very a cookie, then right. not order anything. That's They're not the, just going to walk in, hand their thing, and leave. Hey, since I'm getting the coffee for free, I might as well exactly. get X. That's you know? the hook, actually. Yeah. And so I just want to let our listeners know, if you're listening in beyond the tri-state area, we had a lot of people in Virginia, we get people in Florida listening, we have Jim's friends in Alaska. <laughs> Segment one is going to do just what we just did. It's going to talk about the news happenings of the day. Uh, there was another thing about Gordon Ramsay. Oh, let's talk about him. I well, love that dude. No, real quick. Uh, Piers Morgan, the British uh, guy, went into Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, ordered a vegan dish, and literally said it was disgusting. So that was a little feud they got going on. I think Dave, those guys have gotten a little. Those guys have a little beef. Uh, no yeah. pun intended. See what I did there? <laughs> those, guys, those guys have a little beef to begin with. Yeah, if a right. vegan has a problem with somebody, is it still called a beef? beef. <laughs> so anyway, let's, let's go to commercial. When we come back, John Cole takes over the show. For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com. 
or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour, Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m. right here on IndyPhilly.com. We are back. Uh, this will be a very different sort of segment than we've had before. <laughs> uh, you guys know we riff on pro wrestling a lot. This is a segment we're going to call the Food World Order. Uh, this exactly. <laughs> this is a segment where we're going to shoot so shoot on some people a bit. Uh, we were accused of maybe being a little bit too nice, a little bit too sellout. Um, and that's John's music playing I, in the background. I would not say um, everybody's getting the Singapore cane upside their head, <laughs> but there have been experiences, and I certainly am not, there's not going to be any caroning here where we need to speak to a manager. I'll say this up front. I'll periodically remind this. Uh, if you're in a restaurant and it goes south, there's a way to talk to a manager without caroning, without having that hideous Supercuts haircut, you know, without having a hair color that's a cry for help. Uh, there's a way to go in there and discuss with the manager, supervisor, what your issue is. You ordered shrimp, you got chicken, let's take care of that for you. Um, you don't like the eyeshadow that the person who poured your iced tea, as Brett Z and Yelp has frequently yeah. talked about, uh, Brett's going to get mowed down like that blade of grass that pops up first. Um, we both know too many people in the industry, Jim and I, uh, firsthand who've dealt with this. We've had people that literally someone comes up, they don't care about the food. Uh, I really don't like the location of this place. Well, you knew where we were before you got here. Right. You know, your food was great, but your location's terrible. Then slide on. Don't come and eat, leave a 3.5% tip, and then complain about where my boss's boss's investors picked to put the, put, put right. the establishment. Uh, we know we've both had this before, right? We've absolutely had this happen before. And a lot of season one, we let that slide. And I'm letting you know right now, in season two, we will not. Karens, I will find you out there. <laughs> and I will shave those supercut haircuts. And all those magenta and white and pink cry for help color hair is going to fall off. And you guys are going to get a brisk culinary education on how to deal with issues that don't, you know. Yeah, I get it. You don't think there's enough jelly in your jelly donut. Fair enough. Um, asking to speak to a manager over, you know, an 80-cent thing. Well, here's the deal, Karen. You probably didn't need that donut anyway. I know I sure don't. I know I sure don't. I so, don't. yeah, this isn't hypocrisy. I, I could ever have a donut the rest of my life. And guess what? I'd still be way over the legal limit right. in my lifetime. Uh, this this Karen-ing thing, I've thought about this a lot. It's gotten so bad. So fast, you say to anyone in the industry, oh, there's a Karen at the hostess stand. Everyone knows who she is. You know how she's going to look. This, I want to speak to a manager. You know what? I want to speak to your parents, Karen. What nonsense did they fill your head with? That you're entitled to more than a meal and pleasant service in exchange for the money that you probably only marginally earned to begin with. Entitlement. It, it's exactly what it is. And I just, no, no, no. Just no. It's, I'm going to start treating Karens like puppies. Yeah. They don't mean to be bad, but they don't know any better. So rhetorically, figuratively, because I would never approve of violence towards women, uh, they're going to get the rolled up newspaper across the bottom if they don't knock that off. And I'm sure there are people switching us off right now. Good. If you want to be one of those people that lives to... 
that guy didn't call me back. That girl didn't call me back. My parents are a pain. My kids are a pain. Well, you know what, Karen? None of that has to do with my friend who you walked into a shop and said, hey, can I get two pepperoni slices? And one of the pepperoni slices had 11 slices and the other slice had nine. And you want to speak to my friend who's making dough and trying to support his family and trying to run his business. Karen, I'm going to get you for that and I'm going to beat that out of you until you walk into a restaurant like Grubhouse, you smile, you nod, and whatever Jim puts in front of you, you eat because it'll be real tasty. And if you don't want to do that, take your money and go to McDonald's where their rigged contest will give you a free cup of coffee the next time you come over. Yeah. Well, so I, I have worked for both, you know, like private restaurants and i've worked for um you know like applebee's and things like that yeah it's there, there's pluses and minuses of both the pluses of well the, the minus of working for applebee's is the customer is always right and no matter what they do they're gonna get what they you know like they'll compl- they know that they if they complain they will get what they want talk about your burnt biscuit story that you said on <laughs> I love- social because that is exactly oh yeah what no this is a, this is this is exactly just what me. you're talking about um jim we're gonna have some of these other stories now some people we're gonna leave names out because they're still in Employed at certain yeah. places, um, but this burnt biscuit story. Go ahead, Jim. Hit the so best. yeah, uh, this is this all comes down to Grubhub, and, and Grubhub is a great resource for for places because it allows them to. No, no, Grubhouse is where you work. Yeah. Well, I work for Grubhub. You worked at so many places. You don't I, even no, remember no, no, anymore. I work for Grubhouse, but then Grubhouse we use Grubhub, right? Which is a you know it's a it's a food delivery service, and there's a couple of them. There's Grubhub. There's Caviar. The Word um, Dash or something. Yeah, yeah. There's Uber Eats. Um, I overeat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you know it's a good resource because you know it's, it allows places to expand their their business without having to hire delivery drivers. But then there's also the downside, and uh, so you know, we get. Grubhub orders and, and the, there's two annoying things with the Grubhub orders. Uh, so the the burnt, one is like people will try to order food through the instructions. In other words, like there's a place where you can order extra, you know, an extra side of um, oh yeah, like a drop down menu pops up if you need. You can order an extra side of sausage or, right. or extra hash browns, but people think they're slick and they'll try to like. In the instructions, instead of saying, "Can you put extra napkins in my thing?" They'll say, "Can I get a." piece of sausage with that please so they don't get charged please yeah. they always put a please in there just like you know, and but you had a lady that was I'll gladly so, pay you thursday for a burger <laughs> today so the other thing in the instructions and and this woman orders once a week and i appreciate her business um but she orders biscuits and then she always puts in the instructions and there's always a different amount of pleases this time there were three please 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 <laughs> please, please don't <laughs> Burn the biscuits. Yeah, she orders all the time and says that every time. And, and I don't know. That. And I, I, I know that I have. I know that I have. I'm there five days a week. <laughs> I know that I have never given this woman a burnt biscuit. <laughs> it's quite possible that on a day that I wasn't there, she got one. <laughs> I hope but that's not. The point John just made. He's. It's I hope unnecessary. not. And I, it's the same to me. That's the, like the she same. wants to come in as a guest. I'll buy her biscuits from Grubhouse. <laughs> it'd be worth. It'd it's be a, worth. It'd it. be, it's the same thing as if you walk into a restaurant and like you sit down and just before you order you say can you please tell the chef not to mess up my order no, like it's just true, a rude i think it's rude and that's exactly what your point was. yeah it's, a, it's, it's like saying things that don't it's be- rude it's presumptive and also i have to wonder about your judgment if you walked into a place where you felt you had to say hey yo don't ruin my food why well, come back why yeah. did you if, come back exactly. if why it's a problem then yeah that's two things i want to make two points i want to make very quickly here because this is gonna you know this is gonna be a regular feature first one is 
I think you what you people need to do when you're upset is take a breath and self-adjudicate. Is this legitimately a problem or is this a first world problem where I'm going to make myself look like an absolute deuce stain by giving some kid or person a hard time who's making, you know, an hour what I make a minute? And the second thing is, if you do have a legitimate issue, I'm not telling you you shouldn't address it. I'm telling you there's a way to address it without Karen's huffalumping up to the front of the crowd when the host or hostess is trying to seat somebody and I need to speak to a manager. Take that tone out of your voice or take your purse, which you kind of got, you know, from that shady marketplace <laughs> instead of paying the retail for it and get out because you're not helping the industry. I need every dime. Yeah, everybody does need every dime. But you know what they need even more than the money? Do you know what they need? Regular returning customers with reasonable expectations. I don't walk into Grubhouse and expect Jim, hey, did you bring anything over from Royal Boucherie too? <laughs> I want some clams and I want biscuits. Don't burn them, goddammit. Uh, th that's not the way it works. Well, that's right. the other thing about Yelp where they, you know, like one of the things I've yelled at, at Yelp people about is, is review the place for what it is, what, not yes. for what it's not. Yes. Like if you go to a Grubhouse and say like, oh, you know, they did breakfast, but I wish they were doing dinner. Like, Okay, but we're not that. But we're like, not. Don't take a I star. I had that at Blackbird Pizza, too. I actually saw a review. It wasn't on Yelp. It was one of these other sites. And somebody was saying, would it kill you to get some sausage in there? <laughs> do you know what Blackbird Pizza is? Do you <laughs> know who vegan. runs that place, what they're trying to do? Well, you know, that's like me rolling into veg and going, hey, Rich, you know what I'm dying for? <laughs> steak. A three and a half pound burger <laughs> sitting on a steak. Chop, chop, bud. I don't want to take much of your time on no, the No, no, go ahead, but man. I was at an event for Toast. And they had a speaker who said, because this is so out of control, what you're saying, that they are offering apps for the restaurant. Yeah. So the restaurant can buy an app, and then those complaints can go right through the app. That way they're not blasting you to millions of people. So that's what they're coming out with. They either have it out. You can contact Toast. If you're a restaurant owner, you want to get them uh, weirdos off your uh, Yelp page, you can try getting the app. We yeah. had well, a, part uh, of this, too, is how Yelp does business, too. Okay. Yelp is almost like the old-school South Philly shuffle scam about, you know what, why don't you have a nice-looking shop here, Pop? Why don't you pay me some money to make sure nothing bad happens to it? That's very true. This is what Yelp does. Uh, they're fine with Brett Z trashing Grubhouse because the lobster Thermidor wasn't everything it should have been. <laughs> However... Uh, the gyms and whoever runs these places of the world, cooks in these places, invests in these places, they have no recourse unless they cut Yelp a check. Or not just Yelp. I'm not hammering right. them. There's a bunch. This is how they work. So they essentially want to get paid to be fair and balanced. You're supposed to be fair and balanced anyway. Um, this is like all these different cable news channels. One picks one side, one picks the other side, and you all claim to be fair and balanced. Let's be honest. You're not. Your business, it's, it's not news anymore. It's an entertainment show. It's the same thing with Yelp. Yelp, you want to be taken seriously. There are people who out loud, grown adults, will introduce themselves as Yelp Elite. <laughs> I, was the, I was the mega weight wrestling champion in my backyard <laughs> when I was like 12. <laughs> I'd be humiliated to, to say that. And I'm right. saying it on the air to make a point. Right. Uh, hi, my name is Brett Z. I'm Yelp Elite. That means you're the shiniest turd in a second <laughs> tank. No matter how much you shine Brett up. <laughs> Brett Z on Yelp is still a chode in a septic tank. It's a shame because I think that Yelp has a good idea to let the people choose things, but it, 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 it's a 
convoluted process because in order to grow you need money in order to get money you need advertising and advertising with a review site is a conflict of interest so it's it all one of my longtime uh social media friends uh her name is monte carlo uh she started on hell's kitchen uh 10 years now she's been a popular foodie radio host we've had a lot of conversation back and forth on social media um she did a show a couple years ago for food network where yelpers went in to help businesses and that was like the, the the plus side the altruistic side and then she was also exposed to the negative side where every week it's a room full of people self-entitled never so much as poured themselves a cup of coffee in their life and they're telling people who've run businesses 20 30 40 years well i don't have any place to put my shoes yeah. when i take them off in your restaurant yeah, First of all, dirtball, no. <laughs> Second of all, uh, you've got to keep in mind, it's fine to say, you know what, as your customer, I really wish your spicy rice was a little bit spicier. At which point, the manager, chef, or whatever will say, oh, let me know. Next time we kick that right up. Yeah, sure. And that's how that kind of thing works. Why is my emotional support horse not allowed in your restaurant? <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to know. <laughs> but listen, it's just I, a Shetland pony, I swear, sir. <laughs> but if you guys are ever having low blood pressure and you want to raise your blood pressure, go to Food Network in the uh, streaming section, and there's a show called Help My Yelp. And it's about these elite Yelpers going in and talking to restaurants. It's just terrible. And they just, the idea was great. And it's sick. And it sort of spiraled very quickly into, you know, you know, Ian from Huntington Beach was upset with, Ian, look, you're living in your dad's house. <laughs> your salary is whatever your mom shakes out of her Louis Vuitton bag. Sure. Knock yeah. it off, dude. These are people that work for a living. Absolutely. At first, it was funny. At first, guys like Jim would sit around at a bar on Indian night and tell these stories nobody's laughing anymore right. people are trying to make a living start businesses feed families and these jerk jobs are out there because it's and important now that like, your yelp your yelp stars yeah. are important yeah like, we had a lady that, uh, the other day she goes well i looked up your place on yelp and then you only had 3.5 stars and <laughs> i almost didn't eat here and i'm like oh like like and you think you go and look at the reviews, and like like probably eighty percent of them are not valid. Think right. for yourselves, people. Exactly. And before we go to break, I just want to give people a heads up. Uh, our show is eleven a.m. Tuesday through Friday on indiephilly.com. I'll be reading a script for them on, in the third segment, but then John's going to start bouncing into Burger Brawl. So if you're thinking about going to Burger Yeah, a little Brawl, bit later. We'll take care of a little business, yes, and then we'll talk just, a little bit about. Uh, I'm going to read the script for our uh, radio. Uh, thing on Indie Philly uh, Tuesday through Friday at 11. Uh, when I'm done, John's going to take the rest of the segment talk about Burger Brawl. Let's go to break. For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m. right here on IndyPhilly.com. Okay, we're back. Uh, this is Kevin Wilson from Dining on a Dime with this week's edition of My Philly Dish on Indie Philly Radio, your source for the latest food and beverage news and events in and around, in and around the Philadelphia region. This month, Scarpetta Philly, Scarpetta Philadelphia will be honoring its third year as a mainstay restaurant along Rittenhouse Square and will be celebrating that great achievement with a one-of-a-kind, three-course, price-fixed meal for just $35. 
It's going to happen from September 9th through September 14th. Uh, Savor tried and true favorites, followed by the Center City Restaurant Week, September 15th through the 27th. Scarpetta is an outstanding restaurant. That's going to be awesome. Speaking of Center City Restaurant Week, this year's event returns on September 15th and ends on September 27th with over 120 participating restaurants serving up a variety of three-course dinners for just $35. Three courses at dinner is $35, as well as a three-course lunch for just $20. Uh, Restaurant Week is a great week every year. It's going to start September 15th and uh, through September 27th. But the gloves are coming off, and the grills are ready to be fired up. Over 60 restaurants from around the tri-state region battle for burger bragging rights at the 9th Annual Philadelphia Burger Brawl presented by Jim Beam. Uh, Oh, man, I can see how many Jim Beam sauces we're getting this year. (laughs) Philadelphia's biggest competition will take place on Sunday, September 15th, 2019, at its brand-new location, which I'm so excited for this. They're going to be at the Navy Yard in Philadelphia. Navy Yard's a great location. There's been night markets down there. There's been other events. Uh, You can park. You can get in and out. Not to bash anywhere else, but it's football season. Nobody wants to, you know, baseball season's kind of dying. A bunch of these people are buying these $10 online tickets. Do you really want to try to mambo into those spots for Especially with all the Jim Beam. (laughs) And we're going to get into the Burger Brawl after I read the news, but the Burger Brawl, there's nothing better. There's no better event in the city of Philadelphia. We should probably throw in about Scarpetta, too. This is high-end cuisine. Oh, yeah. This is a James Beard-nominated place. This was a place that originally had, and I know for a lot of people... This really matters. Right. Uh, Scott Conant, Food Network fixture. He's had an author, another guy that's had James Beard nominations. This is higher level stuff. I mean, we're dining on a dime, but eh, this is kind of higher level stuff a little bit. You know what I mean? This is where you actually do put on real clothes. Uh, I don't do it often, but yeah, if I'm going to Scarpetta, I'll put on a run up shoes. And it's beautiful inside, and you can eat there three courses at 35 bucks. That's crazy. That's great. I'll tell you right now, I was in Scarpetta in Miami a few years ago, and $35 was our, was our appetizer absolutely so if you you know what i mean so if you can get in there for that we love scarpetta and that'll be september 9th through the 14th right before uh, restaurant week uh here's our final news rhythm and brews every wednesday night from september 4th through october 16th from 5 to 7 at the dilworth plaza which is i'm there almost every day stop in and enjoy the soulful sounds as local blues artists Serenade, Dilworth Plaza. So you wait a minute. Let me get this right. You're singing at Dilworth not Plaza. Me, Kevin me. Wilson sings live. <laughs> but it's going to be called Rhythm and Bru- uh, Rhythm and Bruise. It's going to be at Dilworth Plaza. It's you get to be- choose which one you want, right? Uh, September fourth through October sixteenth, from five o'clock to seven o'clock. I'm at Dilworth Plaza literally five days a week. That's another really nice space down uh, there. It's great. Great and space. It's so nice out in the chairs. Here's something. Yeah. Here's something small that people don't think about. Absolutely, the chairs are comfortable. For a uh, larger-than-the-average bearer guy like myself. <laughs> uh, let me tell you the deals you're getting. Happy hour offerings are going to be such as Jim Beam Peach Iced Tea for 6 bucks, uh, $5 Jim, Pe- uh, Jim Beam Peach Iced Tea. $6 Stella Artois. $7 Wines will be available for guests who are 21 and older. Along with delicious fall-inspired fare 
from Air Grill. Let me t- just real quick. If you get off the 15th uh, at 15th Market, go up to Dilworth Plaza. Chairs are comfortable. Uh, it's a very nice seating area, perfect for the fall weather. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Scarpetta, once again, is a upscale restaurant. If you can get in there for $35, that's where you want to go. And now let's get into Burger Brawl. John Cole, people don't know this, but John Cole has pulled the strings at Burger Brawl several times in years <laughs> past. He's been the guy behind the camera, right, John? I have been. I've, I've, I've worked as a judge. I've worked as a consultant for people who competed. Uh, last year, I was with Ristelli's as a, an event host. Um, I've gone before with various sort of like uh, you know social media groups and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of Burger Brawl. Yeah. Uh, one of the Burger Brawl mainstays, and before we get into this, I'll just throw this out there a little bit because I always get these questions. Lucky's Last Chance. Oh, They've won a bunch of times. Nothing better. Nothing better. They asked me, and as a favor, I mean, I've eaten there a lot, so I'll throw it out there. 8 o'clock on Sunday nights, and this is something that you used to see more of down the shore. They kind of got away from it. Uh, late night brunch. Yeah. Sunday brunch is huge in this part of the country. But let's be honest, 2, 3 o'clock, you're done. Yeah. Football is on. Lucky's decided they're going to be doing brunch 8 to midnight. Uh, they're going to be doing a late night happy hour, $4 Bloody Marys, $4 mimosas. Um, you know, keep in mind, this is a place that's won not just Burger Brawl. They've won a bunch of awards. Best vendor at night market, uh, table vendor. They've won a ton of awards. Uh I would not bet against them this year. I mean, there's a few favorites we've got. I know that uh, Chris Service has announced in, in a Babe Ruth style that he has already <laughs> he's won. Called, ah, he's, 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 he's pointing his bat at the in, you know, in the stands. Well, the reality is you think Chris Service and you think Lucky's when you think of the burger. Yeah, well, you really do. I mean, there's there's well, he's, he was Blue Duck, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. But I'm saying that's, you know. You think of both of those guys. Well, he won as Blue Duck, and then I think he won again as, uh, oh, I'm trying to think what the sandwich gimmick was he had. He had the, uh, the Northeast, Northeast Nesco. Northeast sandwich, Nesco. Yeah, yeah Nesco. Northeast sandwich company. And I had that sandwich. It was really good. It's good. He, there's certain people who, another guy who always does really well, friend of the show, we talk about him often, uh, Mike Strauss. Yeah. Okay. Mike's Burger has finished multiple times, number three, number four, um, consistently. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I would much rather finish number three, three or four years in a row out of 20, 25 competitors than finish once, one year, and then the next year, my, my booth is empty. I'd rather have that consistency. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've talked about that in the, the, the industry for everything. I don't care if you're a coffee shop. I don't care if you're a place like Scarpetta. Oh, yeah. Uh, consistency. You've got to be there. you got to be there. And people have learned Burger Brawl is sort of like the event. Uh, there's a few things in so. this city where it all comes to a head. For food trucks, it's probably night market. Uh, for burger places, bars, restaurants, it's probably burger brawl. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with wings. Uh, they had a wing category at burger brawl. Yeah, they've I, they've I, done like taco categories, wing taco categories. categories. I enjoyed the taco one. I was there that year. Yeah. I think that's sort of, I, I don't know how popular that was. As a judge, I was there one year. As a chef, I just want to concentrate on the burger, exactly. honestly. Yeah. And that's, you know, all of a sudden I got the same guy running up. They're in all the categories. A guy's trying to figure out like a really good wing. Speaking of wings, if there is a wing competition, I'd suggest... Grubhouse, uh, find a good chef oh, and yeah. do those <laughs> do those candied bacon, candied wings. bacon wings. I don't know yeah. who created those, but but yeah. can we talk about logistics real quick? I attended Burger Brawl in years past and had to stop going because I'm an unhealthy person. <laughs> it was in August. It was, it was hot. hot. Uh, yeah, I, almost, hot. I almost died at. One I was <laughs> literally 
sitting on a chair, almost passed out because my yeah. health is not so good. Hot, yeah. And you're All not that. the only person. You're not yeah. the only one. I, there I, been, yeah. But this year... It is September 15th. Look at the weather outside right now. They moved it partially because of that. Mm -hmm. Last year, uh, they moved it. They had they 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 blamed the wind or the city or something. I cannot tell you the number of people that showed up, and I don't mean just people with tickets. I mean uh, PR people, uh, food uh, food journalists, photographers, and they were they they had to reschedule it. They did it the next week. Uh, and I, and then the weather still wasn't great. Summer rain, humid. I think moving it to September is probably the smartest thing they've done. Plus, let's be honest, it's summertime. Anyone who's ever grilled in their backyard knows it's hot by the grill. Oh yeah. Now I'm going to suggest to you, what do you think it's like standing in the interior of a hollow square with seventy or eighty grills? Yeah, Everybody's firing stuff up. I actually, I'm a very unhealthy person. I literally had to sit down. I almost passed out. They were worried about me. They had to give me water. I've had older folks, uh, yeah. pregnant pregnant women. Um, you know, you sh- just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to go to Burger Bowl. In my opinion, they ch- they fixed all that. They really this year did. At the Navy Yard, you got a better spot. The mm-hmm. Navy Yard, you got better weather in September. September fifteenth should have been the date all along, in my opinion. Now my my thing is, does it count if the the chef is drunk on Jim Bean? <laughs> can we still say that it's infused? <laughs> I think points for that. <laughs> can we still say it's infused. I am debating on whether I'm going to like a like a participant uh, buy a ticket and then we can do some live stuff from there. I'm debating on that. Yeah, I've done pretty much everything there. John has I am, done everything. I'm not, and I certainly don't mean this to sound, you know, if they called me and asked me to judge, I'd be happy to do it. But I've sort of been back and forth and back and forth where I've been part of the show subjectively, part of the show as a judge objectively. Um, I would tell anyone. If you're a foodie, if you just want to go and have a good time, there's tons of giveaways. That's awesome. Um, I tweeted out, uh, a bunch of other people put it out there on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, There was a code where you get like that ticket for like 30 bucks. It's still at 50 bucks, probably the best ticket. 50 bucks is one of the best deals I've ever had. I paid $50 when I went a couple years ago. I literally was passed out because of the heat. And I still came home and said, one this of, is the best deal. And one of yeah. the things you worry about when you go to these things is like, oh, is there going to be lines and I won't be able to get no. I've never had a problem. Like, I've never had I've, a problem. If anything, I've like had to stop eating burgers. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's the weirdest too part. Much. That is actually the weirdest part. I've never had an issue where I was standing a, a, a 10 deep yeah. waiting for yeah. a burger. I would suggest this. Uh, if you're a first-time goer, I'll throw out a couple of very quick suggestions. First of all, try as much stuff as you can. Oh, yeah. But you don't have to eat everything. Some I people did. are... <laughs> Well, I'm some people are kidding. super generous, yeah. right? Yeah. Most competitors will bust out a burger and cut it in four. If you're with somebody, like, make sure you share it. That you share way you it. Yeah. Um, you there are places stuff. that are super generous. There's also sponsors there. They are giving away entire burgers. They're giving yeah. away entire sliders. I'm not saying to not enjoy that, but keep in mind, it's a burger. You're going to pound three, four, five yeah. of these things, and you're going to be looking for a place to sit down and take and take a knee. That's actually a great point because my goal was to try everybody. I literally tasted all fifty burgers, and it was you got to pace yourself. Yeah, because you know what I mean. That was one of the reasons. Stay I hydrated, stay cool. Yeah. Uh, the common sense <laughs> stuff, but also, yeah, it's okay if they give you a burger. And I hate food waste, but in this case, there's no way to do events like Burger Brawl, and there's not a certain amount of waste. Right. Obviously, hope everybody eats everything. But yeah, if you go with someone, each of you take a bite of a burger. And I'll tell you what, even though I had those issues with the heat and all that <clears throat> at the Xfinity Complex, I still say to this day that that is the greatest event yeah. I've ever yeah. been to. And, I'm, and you're talking to a guy that was passed out on a chair. 
That is the best deal in town. <laughs> well, I think Jim and I have been passed out of chairs at Burger <laughs> Brawl, oh, too. Yeah. But, but for very different oh, reasons. Yeah. Oh, they were, it was funny because they were walking me into the Xfinity Center. They're, they're fanning me down. Uh, but to be clear, though, there's first aid there. Yeah. Uh, just to say, you know, like we're not making light of Kevin's health issue that day, but they are prepared. There's EMTs on the premises. There's cool zones. Yeah. Uh, yep. So if you do get a little... And most of, the, most of the issues have been solved with it being on September yeah. 15th. I don't think you're going to have They've moved it issue. to a cooler date. Yeah. And a bigger, better, op- more open space, we'll say. So yeah. the flow will be a little better. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I-, I will say this, though. Be prepared. There are a lot of people, oh, yeah. a lot of foodies, everyone taking pictures, everyone doing uh, you know, Instagram TV, Facebook Live, live tweeting, Periscope, like whatever they still have, right? So keep that in mind. It's like going to Six Flags. Yeah. It is a busy day. If you're the type of person that likes to sit in a dark, quiet pub and enjoy a burger and a pint, this might not necessarily be your event. Yes, exactly. But it's a great event, one of the best events I've ever been to, and I, I had issues with the heat that Yeah, day. Wing Bowl, Burger Brawl. I can't really think of too many events that are better in Philly. Night Market. And just to let our listeners know, that is going to take place Sunday, September 15th, at its brand new location, the Navy Yard in Philadelphia. It's going to be an awesome time. Let's go to break. When we come back, Jim Hassan. For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com. Or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour, Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m. right here on IndyPhilly.com. Welcome back. So, uh, yeah, John and I have talked, and, and one of the reasons we get along so well is because we've had very sim- <laughs> <laughs> we have very similar upbringings. Yeah, um, yeah I, I know that uh, one of the reasons I'm a chef now is because when I was 12, both of my parents were whether working or not around, so I would come home. Uh, there would be a note on the refrigerator, and it'd be like an episode of Chopped, except you know the secret <laughs> ingredient is always hamburger. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So that's how you know, and and, and I uh, you know I grew up uh, you know we, there was no Food Network back then, so I would watch uh, Julia Child, Yan Can Cook, and things like that. Um, so you know I wanted you know, we we had talked about you know talking about recipes and things like that, and, and one of the things I noticed you know for being a chef now is so let. What we're going to start with is everybody needs to know how to make a roux. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Yeah, sure. I, and I and I know that like a lot of people I work with at restaurants don't know how to make a roux. I, you know, I came. In, and I'm not going to name any names. I came in one time and, and no, no, uh, HR would like you to name names. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> I came one time and they were making uh, sausage gravy and I, I looked in the pot and there was like sticks of butter floating in milk. Oh no! And uh, you're, a, you're making ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. And uh, so. Roux is important, and 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 because I grew up the way I did, you know, I, I the, the the prepared foods I you know I grew up on hamburger helper. I love it, stovetop stuffing, all this stuff. The only one, the one thing that my mom did make it was a, a, a mac and cheese from scratch. I, I, I to this day I still don't really like craft mac and cheese. Yes. And my mom would make them a, a mac and cheese from from scratch, and, and you have to start with a roux. And, and some people might be asking, "What is a roux?" It's a it's a German word. Or, I'm sorry, it's a French word. Um, and and basically, it's 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 just a butter, flour, and milk uh, mix. But you have to do it the right. You have to do it in the right order. So, you know, you want to start with butter. Uh, 
don't be afraid to use too much butter. Throw some butter in a in a in a, in a pan. Um, while the butter is melting, you don't want it too hot. You don't want to unless you. There are some recipes where you they, they talk about brown butter, where you want to like get the butter cooked brown. Um, but you you know you want to like let the the butter melt slowly, and while the butter is melting, you can add your seasonings to it, whatever you need. Usually, salt and pepper always. Um, other than that, you can you know for I know for our sausage gravy at uh, Grub House, you know we salt, pepper, sage, uh, garlic. Uh, while that, in, so once the the butter is melted, uh, then uh, then you can start adding the the the, the flour, and you want to mix it in so it's smooth. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's important because you know you don't want the if you don't do it that way, uh, there'll there'll be lumps in in your in your gravy, which you know sometimes lumps are okay, but uh, you know you want to add the butter first, then the flour. And then once that's kind of like bubbling a little bit, then you add the milk, and then that that's that's your roux. And then with that, you can make gravy. You can make uh, cheese for for mac and cheese. You can make the people in your house happy. That's right. <laughs> uh, one thing my mom made that I, uh, a lot of people don't have this. Uh, she made something called cheese rarebit. Wow. Which um, basically what cheese rarebit was was it was just a mac and cheese cheese but instead of pouring it on uh noodles my mom would just pour it on toast and that's we would just eat it was like welsh that. rare but i welsh rare but that's, yeah I, I, that's how i'd heard of it and it looked like the most amazing thing people it, were like oh that's trash food i'm like well then i'll be here in the trash <laughs> right. Right. oh my god absolutely but jim keep going because this is great stuff i got a lot of people loving this no, no, yeah so so well, yeah like once you once you have that roux down i mean in in for different things um like like i said gravies you can you can go to gravies you can uh, that's how i do my mac and cheese uh we don't currently do a mac and cheese at grub house we've done it before we may go into it again but that's how it it will be done uh, cuz I, I don't know i i even like even some of the really good um uh, barbecue places they got that like Velveeta mac and cheese which right. I'm not I'm not a like and I know some people like it I'm not I'm personally not a fan of it I I like the Velveeta roux. is like whiz yeah like, there are certain people that grew up with it and it does have a certain food, yeah. culinary properties but that's because it's not real butter it's right. not real cheese <laughs> and it's not Good real point. you know what I mean it's stuff right you can tell John knows what he's talking about because that's a great point I, it is though I mean yeah. I mean you know that so you read the ingredients the first thing ingredient isn't you know it's it's goo it's stuff that's <laughs> kind of passed by the cheese aisle <laughs> but a lot of a lot of even like really good barbecue places that i love you do that do their mac and cheese that way and i just end up not ordering it because i just don't like that creamy Velveeta cheese i we did the roux and then you to the roux you add sharp white cheddar that was always yeah. always the way we did it and uh it makes such a flavorful uh mac and cheese and uh you know and and uh, I had a conversation about cheese this week. Uh, cheese is another, you know, it's important. I, I, everybody should have cheese in their life. If you are lactose intolerant, my, I'm sorry for you. But um, Take a pill. He didn't sound very sorry, <laughs> did he? Yeah, yeah, sorry for you. And now on to my segment about how great cheese is. So uh, I, had a, I, I went to Angelo's this week. Uh, we had yes. always, we'd been talking about We're Angelo's, and uh, it's a great place. I I grew. I grew Danny up. Danny had action Bronson in there <laughs> this week. Yeah, that's right. I um. I actually wanted the. I wanted the meatballs, but they were out of them, which which probably says a lot about 
well, how their how good their meatballs Did are. Did you ask to speak to the manager? <laughs> I, I, I was I was going to Karen them, but uh, you know. I, always here's another tip: uh, always have a backup plan because what you want is not always going to be there. So I always like as because soon as, it's a real restaurant; it's not a food factory. As soon as they said we were out of meatballs, I was a little bit disappointed, but I just went right. I said cheesesteak. But I want to give your credentials. You are the grill master at Grubhouse Philly inside the Boar's Building. We don't have enough time to you mention it. If you have an hour. Google Jim's resume. But Jim is a highly, highly experienced chef. Go ahead, Jim. Keep so, uh, yeah. So uh, I, you know, went to Angelo's and you know, I wanted the meatball sandwich. They they were out of meatball, so I, I quick jumped into like, okay, I'm going to get the cheesesteak because you you had both all of you had said. I love that. Yeah. How yeah, good it is! They do really good cheesesteak. Now, nor- like, see, I grew up in the suburbs. Uh, we mostly did American cheese on our, and I know that you know provolone's an option, but like, we mostly did American cheese. And and my personal opinion is it. Even though American cheese is a little bit like basic, it melts into the the meat a little better than provolone. That's just a that's preference. actually no. You're right though. The provolone melts into. I think what happens is American cheese melts into the bread better, and I think provolone kind of sticks with the beef a little better because of its texture, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it really depends on what you look so for. We, I always grew up with provolone. I was kind of and and it, it it really that's important what you grew up with. Yeah, and I right. grew up on, on on American cheese, and I I didn't even have whiz until I was like in my twenties, and it was okay, but. So we, we, my friends and I recently came up with like kind of a list of like what cheeses are supposed to go with certain things, and it's it's debatable. But you know, I, we we said that you know, American cheese goes well with cheesesteaks. If you get a roast pork or a chicken cutlet, you want provolone. You want that like sharp, yeah, especially a sharper one, sharp too. provolone. And then like you know, the whiz like is great with French fries because one of the things about French fries, if you get the the cheddar cheese on top of French fries, you you pull one French fry and then yeah, the and entire... you got a quarter pound of cheese on a fry. <laughs> but with the it's when true. you when you have the Velveeta, we talked about the Velveeta not being great, but it works for the the cheese fries because it's you know it's it's kind of liquidy. There was a food stand, and what they were doing was to avoid that problem. We had mentioned the box mac and cheese a little while ago. Everybody's right. had it. Everybody's used it. There's that packet of so just... quote unquote powdered cheese. Um, you cut that with a little bit of cracked black pepper. Um, that makes a great thing to toss your fries in. Uh, yeah, if you want cheese fries and you don't want a mess all over the place, at least not a liquid mess, um, it works. And can I make the the brilliant thing that you're saying, and I'm going to get to the point of it, is people all have a premise from their childhood. Right. I'll, give yeah. you an exa- I'll give you an example. I had a friend of mine who only ate mashed potatoes that were fresh from the potato me my mother made it from a box yep. right. so well, depends we were what out, used to. we were out and they said the first thing they said oh i, don't, I can't eat this I, I i need fresh you know mashed potato because that's how they grew up i grew up on box so i was happy to say yeah that. oh yeah you know, but that's that's a good well, point. I, uh, yeah, talking about that i you know i grew up on hamburger helper i loved hamburger helper yeah. and then when i got married my my uh, wife Hated it and said it was garbage and, and like <laughs> forbid it from the house. And I, I had never cheated on my wife before, you know, in my marriage. Yeah. The only thing I ever did was when she would go away, the first thing I'd do is drive to the store and buy hamburger helper <laughs> and make myself, you know. You were unfaithful. To I was unfaithful <laughs> as far as, you know. She's like, home on divorce.com right now and he's, we're all laughing. <laughs> I'm not going to say that was the reason changed. we got divorced, but, you know, you never know. But Jim taught you how to do a roux. 
So yeah. yeah, I think a roux is a great start with that. You know, learning how to do that butter. What about our listeners that have teenagers? They got to get them into. The oh, they got to eat those out of the you house because I mean? they're no good. <laughs> but I'm saying it's they will eat it's, everything. But you think that teaching like a teenager or someone just learning how to cook a roux first would help them in the wider? It kind of yeah. I mean, like the roux is just a, is basic, and you know, like in you know. Another thing that's great on fries, other than cheese, is gravy. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Disco fries, which is is like the Jersey version of, I guess, poutine. Mm -hmm. We would call it. And then I believe it's Maryland, Baltimore area. I believe they put vinegar. I believe that's the. And in Canada, they do that. They do that in Canada too. Sometimes it's red wine vinegar. I prefer the malt vinegar. Yeah, the the fish and chip. That's what uh, sort of vibe. That's what Five Guys does. Is the malt vinegar. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, like like I said, I was a teenager making these meals, and I didn't have a problem making the macaroni and cheese the way that my mom made it, and I I didn't like the Kraft macaroni and cheese, the the packet. That's a great. uh, Although that's a great uh, using it for the fries would have been awesome. It has its use. It's just not for mac. It's not for mac and cheese. Yeah. It's great on popcorn. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it really is. They, they, you know, don't throw you can it away. Snort that too. Just. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There are things I would make on occasion where I needed that packet of stuff, and you buy them for like four for a dollar in the store, right? So for a quarter, it's worth it for me to get the ingredient I need. Sure. And, and you know, it sounds funny, but. And you can still use that pasta for you know, pour it in a you know, like a little yeah. Jar oh, yeah, and then use the pasta. And let's take advantage of a guy who's been a chef for many years. If I have a teenager at home and I'm trying to teach them because I have to go to work and I can't be with them, right? What is the first thing that every youngster or whoever's learning how to cook should know how to should learn how to make? Jim's been a chef. Oh, call the Uber Eats. <laughs> no, but seriously, the phone what, number what of the pizza place. Them? What would, would it be a roux so they know how to maybe, make? Maybe maybe not. Maybe roux a little okay. A step a yeah, little further than that. One. Yeah, I mean, uh, but is there a base food? Product? Product that they should learn. Hamburger is so versatile. Okay. There <laughs> I mean, we go. is versatile. I, I used to make, uh, you know, we do you, you do hamburgers. You got tacos. You can do, um, and 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 you know, like a lot of people don't like the hamburger helper, but you can make it. You know, like use things at home. Like do the ground beef. Right. Do the the pasta. So make like a beefaroni. Things like that. That's what I've noticed. I've had people tell me they don't like hamburger helper, uh. and I've seen people the same people stand in line a food truck for an hour to wait for the Mac Mart's Chili Mac. And I'm certainly not taking anything away from Mac Mart. They've done a great job. But essentially, she's giving you higher quality uh, in that particular dish, Hamburger Helper. I mean, it's ground beef. It's chili seasoning. It's on mac and cheese. So, you know, Chili Mac, beefaroni, whatever you're calling it. Right. It's super versatile. It's easy for kids to make. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, now, uh, I, I didn't think of it back then. I just did the hamburger helper the way it was. But now if I do it, I'll, you know, I'll ground some brown, uh, ground, uh, brown some ground beef, uh, throw some car- uh, sliced carrots in there, put some uh, teriyaki sauce yep. and make like a, you know. Like so if a, I have a teenager at home and I got to leave the house to go to work, you would recommend just teaching them what to do with hamburgers. Is that hamburger right? is a good start because chili, it's so versatile. Yeah, sloppy Joe chili, yeah, all uh, beefaroni. You could actually make hamburgers with it. Um, it's very versatile. It's very, you know, it's that's, filling. See, that's information people don't get. We have regular listeners in Virginia, Las Vegas. Uh, well, we, we talked about that know. in season two when we did the yeah. thing at the end two weeks ago. We talked about we wanted to sort of give people a little bit more information. Right. Um, you know, like we've talked about, all jokes aside, you know, Jim is an experienced credentialed chef. Absolutely. That's what he does. Um, so when he's telling you this stuff, you know, we have listeners who have kids. Absolutely. I've spoken to them. You know, they have yeah. a teenage kid and they're like, you know what? I hate giving my kid money to go to Wendy's, yeah. but that's what I do. Right. 
And well, Jim's not just a hack out of the case. Right, I mean, yeah, like I, I work for Royal Boucherie, and I'm making these like, yeah, like, true. like crudo with uh, raw tuna, and then I'm telling you, and go this, and buy some hamburger and make some uh, hamburger mac and, and cheese. information like that helps our listeners. We had a couple of people in Vegas, you know, all over the country, not just Philadelphia area. So that's great tips. Uh, I just want to make an announcement because we have one minute. Uh, our show is now on Patreon. I just want to take a minute to explain what Patreon is. Hardcore podcast people go to Patreon, and if they enjoy the show, uh, we'll be putting exclusive content just for them on Patreon. That means there's not going to be any other place on the Internet that you can find the particular content we're going to put on Patreon except on Patreon. So you want to go to patreon.com forward slash dining on a dime and starting this week we're going to put never before seen stuff on patreon that you cannot find anywhere else on the internet except uh, that pertains to our show in the philadelphia area you'll be able to find that on patreon so it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash dining on a dime starting this week we're going to put content that you cannot find anywhere else uh, really like Jim's cooking tips, etc., on Patreon, and that will be the only place you can find it. Uh, John Cole, what are you having thought? Do you have any thoughts about your segment next week? John Cole will take over segment two every week. You know what? What we're probably going to be doing in the future is we're going to tackle a problem every week. Now, unfortunately, Karening is an ongoing problem. <laughs> Remember last year we we did the ongoing issue of staffing. Sure. This year it's going to be Karening, but we'll also be talking about specific things as they come up. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about social media. Right. You know, and how people have sort of uh, this whole Chick-fil-A, Popeye's thing, they're getting personal, they're kind of back and forth at each other. Uh, is it good? Is it bad? We'll kind of, you know, we'll look into that so a little John's bit. John's going to take a problem. He's a very successful restaurant consultant, and he's going to solve it in segment two. Jim Hassan is going to give you more cooking tips every week uh, in segment four. Jim is a very, very top-of-the-line chef. He's working at two of the What are you talking about? He told people like Hamburger Helper. <laughs> but you, Nick Elmy is right now. He's like, get me somebody Nick else. Nick Elmy's uh, microwaving popcorn. Right Shocker, get out. <laughs> but Jim is working at two of the top restaurants in Philadelphia. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Stay hungry. For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com. Or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour, Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m. Right here on IndyPhilly.com.